Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2015. This is Kath talking about Step 5. Hi everyone, my name's Kath, I'm an alcoholic and I'm gratefully sober today. Hey Kath. Um, I'll just give you a bit of uh, background. I have just spent the last 10 minutes praying for, to my higher power to guide me. Um, in my, my 20 minutes sharing, <clears throat> I had no plans. I just knew that I had to share on step five. Um, and I think it's, it's better for me if I don't have a, a plan because uh, it never comes off the way I want it to come off anyway, if it's my will. Um, so, yeah, I'll just give you a little bit of background. For me, I came into AA after 22 years of drinking. Um, and uh, obviously I started at an early age and... Um, you know, it had no consequences uh, to start with, but, you know, then I became the daily drinker and then things started to happen. And it was, it was when I was about 19, you know, I started to get the blackouts and, um, and I lost my licence for drink driving and, you know, I did some pretty stupid, crazy things um, and I started to hurt people and people started to, to back off a bit too, um, you know... Uh, you know, fast forward to when I'm about 25 and, um, and good friends were leaving, you know. Um, I was not able um, to uh, commit to things uh, as much as I wanted to. Um, I'd get home from work um, or I'd have a day off and I'd think, oh, yeah, I've got to do that for so-and-so. I'll just have a little drink. I'll just have one little drink just to prepare me. And, uh, and it would never be one drink. And, and then I'd... Um, I'd end up with a bit in me and, you know, and I, I wouldn't end up going where I was supposed to go and I'd miss birthday parties and I'd miss, you know, um, you know, quite important events. And even if they weren't important, they were important to my friends and, and to me as well. But, you know, drinking just got in the way and, uh, and I'd end up, you know, spending the night just drinking by myself, uh, not answering my phone, um, you know, and, uh, and justifying it too, you know. Uh, well, I'm tired, you know, I need a night off, they'll understand. It's, you know, it was all about me. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, those, those friends, um, you know, the phone stopped ringing and the invite stopped and, uh, you know, and also because of my behaviour when I was out, <clears throat> out with them, you know, um, became uh, very unpredictable. Um, and as much as I promised that I wouldn't do things, you know, no, it'll be different uh, next time. I promise you, I really promise you it'll be different next time. And I did, I, I really meant it, um, you know, and I used to think it was because of that person or because I, I didn't eat or I drank that and then I drank that or it was because of the place we went or it was because of the time of the day or it was whatever. Um, and, you know, and, and next time it, it wasn't different. It might be a different place, a different location, a different time, but it was the same thing over and over again. And... Uh, and those, those people, um, they gave me a lot of chances. But um, they, um, you know, in the end, they, they just stopped calling, you know. They backed off. And I, I lost some good friends and, uh, and I became an isolated drinker. <clears throat> um, I also worked in a bottle shop for eight years, um, which was, you know, a, a licence to drink, basically, you know. I had to drink because that was my job. I wasn't doing my job properly if I wasn't drinking. If I wasn't trying the merchandise, how, how could I sell it? Um, and it also meant that I could be in very... It was very easy for me to be in denial, really easy for me to be in denial because I was getting up and opening the, the shop every morning. I was working. Um, 
you know, I could drink on the job. I was actually permitted to drink on the job, you know. Um, not to get smashed on the job, but to drink on the job. Um, and I knew, you know, how much I could get away with too. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't an alcoholic. The alcoholics were the ones that were banging on the door at 8.30 and waiting for me to open up. And if I was one minute, if it was one minute after nine and those doors weren't opened, oh, God, look out, you know. They were the alcoholics, not me. Um, but, uh, you know, things, um, you know, and I was pretty good, you know. I went to work most of the time, um, except those days where I really couldn't go to work because uh, I was too sick or too hungover. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I, um, it all sort of came crashing down in, uh, in 2010. And, uh, you know, I'd been to see... Um, look, I tried everything. I tried all the psychiatrists, psychologists, you know, self-help books, hypnosis, um, you know, medication, you know, and, and I knew I'd had a, an issue and I was seeing a, I'd, I'd been seeing a drug and alcohol counsellor who'd got me to, to try controlled drinking and, uh, and that was an abysmal failure, but I couldn't see why at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the things were, were pretty, pretty rough and, um, you know, and at the time, uh, you know, my brother hated my guts, uh, wouldn't speak to me, would just scream at me say really, really hurtful things when he did speak to me. And, uh, and my mum was walking around on eggshells. She didn't tell me until after I got into sobriety that she prayed for every night that I'd, I'd still be alive because she thought I was going to die. Um, so I lost my job in 2010. And through some circumstances, I came into quite a bit of money, uh, which is the higher power working, really. Um, and, uh, and I thought, great, you know, I'll have a bit of time off take it easy, you know, find a job when I can. And that, that was nine months uh, of, basically it was a spiral uh, that brought me to my knees, you know. I, I, I became a 24-7 drinker. Um, I stopped trying to, to give up because every time I said, I'm not drinking tomorrow or I'm not drinking until this time or I'm whatever, I just kept failing. I just didn't know how to stop drinking. I had no idea. I just knew that it was going to be the same thing over and over and over again. And it was. It was like Groundhog Day. And, um, and I thought the only way... And I was, I was in so much pain. My head was, was crazy. The alcohol stopped working. The only time I got any relief was when I could drink to pass out. And, and that was the only time I got any relief when I was actually passed out. As soon as I came to, that head started going again. And... Uh, I thought the only way I can escape, I can't do this anymore, I can't do this anymore. The only way I can escape is I've got to kill myself. It's, it's the only way out. And unfortunately a lot of alcoholics out there, that's the choice they make and it's, it's really sad. And I've, I've been in that headspace. I know what that means. And it's not a nice place to be. And again, through some miraculous circumstances, a drug and alcohol counsellor called me up. Um, he's actually said, look, I've just started here, I've noticed that your file's not closed, would you like to come and see me, or do I just close off your file? And I said, you know what, I think I'd better come and see him. And so I went and uh, saw him, and uh, he's actually a member of this fellowship, although I didn't know that at the time, um, and he spoke my language, and I was absolutely desperate. I was absolutely desperate. I've been praying and praying, God, help me to stop drinking, help me, please. Um, got me into a detox. In the detox, I was introduced to AA. And when I came into AA, I was, uh, I admitted 
that I was uh, powerless over alcohol. That, that was easy. My life had been, I mean, absolutely, my life was unmanageable. Took me a while to accept that I was an alcoholic. Came to believe uh, that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Well, I don't know, you know. Don't think I'm that insane. But that came, you know. I could see that, you know, as, it, as I, um, you know, as I began to, to learn more and to hear more um, and to get well, uh, I realised how insane I was and uh, turned my will and my life over to, to a power greater than myself. Um, you know, I, I, I found that a very difficult step because it's not something that you can just intellectualise. Um, but it was, it was probably my first spiritual experience um, that I had in, in the rooms, or since being sober. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and it just happened. One day I just realised that I had turned my will and my life over. Suddenly I felt this sort of weight lift over, off my shoulders. And I was already doing step four um, by that stage. Um, and uh, in fact, it might have been step five. But I balked at step four. Um, and my, my uh, sponsor said to me at the time that, um, you know, if I, do I identify as a real alcoholic, as, uh, as it says in the big book? And I said, yes, I do. And uh, she said, well, you've got, um, you got a number of choices. You know, you either do the steps, you know, it's up to you whether you do the steps or not. It's not compulsory, there's no rules. Um, or you, uh, you drink again, you go insane, or you die. And for me, I knew... There was nothing left in drinking. You know, I'd be lucky if I picked up another drink. Yeah, my head would just go straight back to where where I was when I came to the rooms, and that was suicidal. Um, so for me, you know, it was life or death. And she said, "This is the easiest, softer way." And uh, and so that really got me to to get in and uh, and really start doing my step four. And then um, and then of course, step five: admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our, our wrongs. Now, when I read about that, I think I was on about step one or two, and I was going through the big book in a big book study group, and um, I read that um, there was a little little loophole, you know, in the big book, where it says, if you can't find the right person to share with, then you don't have to, but don't delay. And I thought, oh, that's it, I don't have to share it with anyone, because there's no one on this earth that's going to understand my, you know, my, my false step, my, my character defects, the things that I've been through, how am I going to find someone who can relate to that, that I feel comfortable, you know, no way. But when I actually got to the step, step five, um, you know, my, I'd been working with my sponsor for a while and, um, and I knew, I did trust her, I trusted her 100%. Didn't mean I wasn't fearful. Um, but, um, you know, we started from the, the nitty gritty and, uh, you know, and I had a resentment too that I, I'd, I'd, had, I'd been carrying around. I came into the rooms when I was, I think, 35, uh, 36. Uh, but I'd been carrying around that resentment since I was three years old. Three years old. I don't have it today, um, but um, just goes to show, you know. And I had to admit these things. Now, for me, it's a little bit different. I had to admit to myself and then to God, because I had to know um, what, you know. God knows what I was doing, you know. God, God already knew. But for me, I had to understand what my character defects were um, and what the things I had done. Um, how they had impacted, you know, and I needed to, you know, as you, you would have um, seen in the set four, you know, 
is clearing out all that stuff, you know, putting it into the big skip. And that's exactly what the step uh, four and five was for me, was, you know, that big skip full of stuff that I was emptying out. Um, and, uh, and then I was able to, you know, I was able to admit to myself, um, you know, what I'd done. What, what, what those, you know, my sponsor helped me with the defects, you know, what those, what those character defects were that were driving me, you know, selfishness, dishonesty, uh, inconsiderate, self-centred. I was all those. Um, but, I, you know, she, was, she also um, took me through, you know, um, some good parts of myself. And I found that really, really important, you know. She said, you're kind, you know, you can be kind, you can be loving, you can be caring, you can be understanding. And I could, you know, and especially where animals were concerned, you know. I, I, I love animals and, uh, and I was always kind and, and caring and, um, you know, and loving uh, towards my animals, even when I was drinking, you know. Um, and so that, you know, it was able to balance a bit of, you know, and she shared some of her, her fifth, fourth step, you know, her, her, with, with me. And, uh, and that made me feel less alone and, uh, and not as bad as, you know, it all seemed to be in my head um, and uh, you know that was um, it was it was truly you know a, a, a wonderful experience you know in, in hindsight for me um, it's you know after I shared that that um, fifth step I get it I got a better understanding of what made, made me tick you know and what it was um, you know, um, and I, I was numb after I shared my fifth step. I was at my sponsor's house until midnight, you know, um, on a Saturday, I remember. And, um, and uh, you know, when I walked out of there, I, I, I didn't feel like, you know, I could, you know, I was straight and I could look the world in the eye or anything like that. I just felt numb. Um, but I tell you, about a week later, and this is just my story, but about a week later, suddenly something lifted, you know, something. And I felt like I could breathe properly and I, I did feel like I could look the world in the eye. I thought to myself, you know what? I've got no secrets. And I, I did hold back on one thing that I was terrified of sharing. This was, you know, uh, you know I, I had things on, on that, that fourth step that I thought I was going to take to the grave, you know, uh, fear, fearless and thorough moral inventory I did absolutely to the best of my ability more things have come up since then but at the time you know those big things and there was things on there was one particular thing that I just I thought I can't I can't I can't and I went away and I sat down and um, and I thought no I can't you know this was after it had finished and I thought no I've got you know, and I kept hearing, you know, so, you know, you're only as sick as your secrets, you're only as sick as your secrets, you're only as sick as your secrets. And I thought, oh, God, I'm going to have to do it. Um, so I went back and I said to my sponsor, actually, there's this, this one. And I shared it. And, uh, and I thought she was going to kick me out of the house, you know. That's a, that was what was going on in my head. You know, you awful person. My God, how could you do that? Oh, jeez. I thought I knew better than that. And she said, that's all right. That's fine, you know. And I've done this and this and this, you know. You're a sick person, you know. You've been a sick person. You've acted 
these are all the character defects that are driving you, you know. This is what you need to understand. These are the character defects that are driving you. That's why you've done it. It's okay. And, um, and she said, you know, we'll, um, we'll look at that one a bit later on, you know. Step nine, we'll have a better look at that one. Um, but it was just such a relief. So I knew I'd done it as fearlessly and thoroughly as I could. And, yeah, that week later, I really felt like I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing to hide. Now, the mental obsession to drink had left me, um, I think, around sort of step three, um, and that was for me. Um, so I didn't have that, but I just felt oh, like, yeah. Um, and I was so terrified of doing step four, and I found it so so arduous in a way, you know, just getting those things down, and then petrified of sharing step five. Um, but it was just the most, you know, I really, I, I, had, I had another spiritual experience, you know, um, and, um, and it, was, it was wonderful. And, you know, in the Ninth Step Promises, it says, one of those promises is that you will be amazed before you are halfway through. And that's what I relate to, is that when I did that fifth step, uh, you know, it, it wasn't quite halfway, but, um, you know, I had... I was amazed. There was part of me that there was something that had shifted in me, and that was the start of that, you know, that psychic change, that spiritual awakening. Um, I still had more work to do, of course, but um, that was the start. And you know, um, I was, it, it really opened my eyes, and I started to discover who I was, you know, um, deep down inside, you know, and I wasn't a bad person. I'd done bad things, yeah, but I wasn't a bad person. And this was, you know, this was opening me up to, to be who I was always, you know, who, who God had always wanted me to be. Um, you know, I, I, I started to discover things, you know, when I first came into the rooms. It took me a while. I had no idea about who I was when I first came into the rooms. But I started, you know, I knew that my favourite colour was purple and I loved animals. That was about it. <laughs> You know, um, and, but then I started to to learn about you know what sort of clothes I like to wear and, and what sort of music did I like to listen to and what what made me laugh and you know what sort of food did I really like because uh, I didn't eat a lot of it when I was drinking to be honest um, and you know and I started to discover these things. This was another thing on top of that. You know, this was another um, part that. Um, that added to that, you know, it was, you know, I was really starting to, to understand what made me tick and what I needed to do. You know, I had to let go of my will and, um, which, you know, I did in step three and, uh, and let, uh, and let my higher power, you know, guide me, um, you know, through, through, through the day, you know, I had to put in the action, but I had to do it, um, in accordance with my higher power's will. Um, and, uh, and understanding those defects of character, which I, I can see today, you know, they still could, I think there's character traits which I have now, um, which are, there's still defects of character, but I don't act out on them, you know. Um, my head, I'll give you an example, I just quickly, you know, I was asked to share at a detox last week on, on and they rang me on the, the Tuesday and they, for the Wednesday, and they said, uh, oh, listen, you know, someone's pulled out, um, would you be able to uh, share at the detox? My head's going, no, I can't. 
because you haven't given me enough time. You know, I need a week. Um, <laughs> why do I need a week? I don't need a week. But that's that's how I operate. That's that's how my head operates. Is it? I'm planning. You know, I've got some sort of criteria that's not being met. And was I doing anything on Wednesday? No. Um, so then I can hear myself going. Yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. Yeah, not a problem. The head's still going, no, you can't. No, you can't. Um, so, you know, today, and I got off the phone, I went, oh, thank God. Thank, thank you, God. You know, thank God my mouth worked. You, you controlled my mouth um, while my head was still going. Because um, uh, it, um, it was great. And, uh, you know, and I got off the phone, I thought, oh, you know, um, good one, head, you nearly got me. Um, but... Um, you know, that's, I'm aware of those things today, and, uh, and that's a great thing. It doesn't stop my head from still doing its stuff. It means that I don't act out on it uh, most of the time. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and step five basically is, is carrying on, you know, step four and five is carrying on to step ten, and that's something that I do on a daily basis. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, look, it's just what I have got and where I first felt that, what I've got today is that freedom, and, that's, uh, and that freedom is is uh, purely through doing the steps, but a lot of it had to do with doing that step four and that step five and being free from the bondage of self um, and, and understanding what my character defects are. Today I maintain that freedom by doing uh, regular inventory and sharing, um, sharing my inventory. Um, so, yeah, look, um, step five, step four and five, like, you know, first of the action steps, you've got to really get in there, first of the house cleaning steps, but God, it's, it, you know, if you haven't done it, if you're scared of it, that's natural, but get in there and do it, because I can tell you, you'll never, ever have an experience like it, and it is just truly wonderful, it's really free. So thank you for letting me share. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.